Welcome to HopeNet Radio, connecting generations to save lives from destructive lifestyles and suicide. Suicide was definitely something that was on my mind a lot. I wanted the pain of life to just stop. My dad is kind of verbally abusive, and he's also a workaholic. When I was hanging around with a bad group, I got raped. I was angry with God for the longest time. A couple weeks ago, my cousin hung himself. I really need to get closer to God. I just slipped so far. HopeNet Radio. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to HopeNet Radio, the show where conversations save lives. This is episode 141, and my name is Jeff. Let me introduce you to our Hope Crew tonight. With us, as always, my trusty co-host, DW, I know you've, you're chomping at the bits. You got a lot of words you want to get out tonight. And so I, I don't want to hold you up from our conversation tonight. How you doing, man? Yeah, you know what? We, we need to have people listen fast because I'm going to talk fast. Good. You always have a lot of words. I know. You know what? It's, it's medicine. I'm on medicine. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Medicine helps you have words. Nice. Like <laughs> yeah. oh, prescription boy. medicine. Oh, boy. We're talking prescription medicine here. Oh, okay. Taken as it should be. Ah. Uh. <laughs> There's research. I want to. I want to back this up for a second. Back this bus up. That voice you heard was Jason. By the way, he's with us again yeah. this week. So, um, that that was who that was, and you should know that by now. But there's research out there that says that if you talk faster, people understand and re- and comprehend more. Really, and that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, we think about it. how many times have you guys sat and just listened to somebody who's really slow talk. And you're like finishing their words for them, whatever else it might be. Or you start daydreaming. So you're sitting in a Sunday message or something and somebody's talking. But you're listening plus you're thinking about something else. Yep. Yep. Well, the reason that happens is because the person is not speaking fast enough. <laughs> your, your brain can handle the words that they're saying and it's still bored. There are actually time management, like gurus that, that go out there and, and tell you how to do this. But they'll say, take it and turn it to two speed or three speed, whatever you can handle and listen to it and you will comprehend more. And I, and I found that true. And that's been for years. This was when before computers did it, I used to have a tape recorder that I could adjust the speed and the tone on so it wouldn't sound like chipmunks. And I could take a, a half hour message and listen to it in 15 minutes. And in that process, I guarantee you I remembered more because my brain was all of a sudden focusing on that rather than daydreaming. Right. And so, just a little trick. Dave, I want to try this tonight. Um, explain something. What What should we have Dave explain on the show, Jason? What should we... Because uh, I want to see if this 2X, 3X thing actually works. I'd like to speed up his voice okay. momentarily and just see if we can comprehend a little bit more. So, yeah, we could do that. That's good. Jason, give him a topic to talk about. What about Swedish rapping? Swedish rappers are the greatest rappers in the world. And when they start rapping, they really rap. So don't you forget how to rap when you're with a Swedish rapper. Wow. I, I there you go. kind of comprehended that. Yeah. That was impressive, especially yeah. for being on the spot. And he even rhymed a little bit. I'm well, impressed. because <laughs> it really, the Swedish people really know how to tap their foot. I mean, they know how to do that. Wow. <laughs> I mean, even if you were to, to yeah. play that back and, and do what you just said and times I could never it by do two, that again. So don't ever play it back. I <laughs> well, not only that, it actually might sound like a rap. I'm yeah. intrigued. Yeah, I'm well, going to have to re listen to this episode. Can you do that thing or whatever they do with the we lips? We're going to have to mix that. What do they do with the lips to make it? They, they do something, don't they? I don't know. You know, beep up or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> Us Swedish people don't do that. But we do tap our... Every once in a while, I let loose and I tap my foot. I do that. Nice. 
Yeah, that's good. When the music's really good. Don't let loose too much, though. I don't. I, you know, what, it, because if you tap your foot too much, you could develop a blood clot in your lower leg. Ooh. Oh, right. You don't do that. Yeah, that wouldn't be good. No. We Swedes. Do they do they call that move the, the Swedish two-step? Uh, no, we don't have two. We only have one. Oh, one step. Gotcha. You'll, you'll one, make... one, one foot taps the other. And, <laughs> one and foot most, taps the other? Most of us are farmers. Hey, tonight on the show, guys, I want to have a conversation about the words that we use. And it's, it is interesting. I know there are studies that are out there, Dave, I'm sure you've read this as well, that guys tend to use m- much fewer words than women do during the day, the course of their day. But the reality is we all use words. Uh, words have power to them. And one of the things in our series of showdowns that I want to get to, and hopefully we can do that tonight, is to talk about the showdowns that we're facing internally that do propel the words that we use, that really do guide the, the words we use on a daily basis. Um, it's no secret that bullying is a very common thing. And I would think even at the beginning of the school year, even now, as students head back to school, there's you know environments that uh, some schools have pretty healthy environments where it relates to bullying. But there are still many school environments still you know being in that, that part of your life where the words that people use around you aren't always building up. And I think sometimes, you know, I want to talk about this more as we go on the show tonight, but the idea that words do have power. And the words we use really do matter. You know, you can do some really good things. We can also do a lot of harm. Yeah, you are absolutely right. Words have very much power. And, and the old saying that sticks and stones can break my bones, but words won't ever hurt me is a lie from somebody who is trying to get their child to be okay with some real tough words. So we need to talk about that. Join us on the tweet back right now. If you're hanging out with us on Twitter, use that hashtag HNRTB. And this conversation is just getting started on HopeNet Radio. Are you hurting? Stressed out? Need somebody to talk to? Chat with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Hi, I'm Jason Cott from the National Network of Youth Ministries. See you at the poll. The largest student-led prayer movement in the world starts September 25th. Join students from around the globe in prayer throughout the week. Then, on Wednesday, September 28th, gather with your friends at your school's flagpole an hour before school starts for a time of prayer. See you at the polls for all students in public school, private school, and homeschool. Learn more at nnymnorthcentral.net. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at hopenet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show, Jeff. DW, we've got Jason in studio with us tonight, having a conversation about showdowns that we face in our life. And tonight on the show, we're going to talk about the words that we use. Bullying is no secret today. It's pretty easy to see that bullying happens. And I think there's going to be, in some way, there's going to be bullying that's going to happen no matter what we do. I know there's a lot of initiatives that are happening today. It's not a pessimistic statement. The reality is we're dealing with selfish people, and selfish people will always say something that they later regret. Isn't that true, Dave? You know, can we define what bullying is? I mean, when we talk about, like in our whole culture, when we say bullying, everyone seems to know what that means. It's kind of like when you say, do you love somebody? I, I don't think anybody knows what we mean when we say, do you love somebody? Because the word love is so obscure. Uh, I mean, we can love pizza, and we can love football, we can love our wives, we can love God. So, you know, I'm not sure we know what we mean by that. And I'm not sure we know what we mean by when we say bullying. I, just, I think we have a lot of words that go out there, but what is bullying exactly? Jason, how would you define it? I'm trying to think the, the most easiest way. I mean, obviously, it's, I would say it's probably putting yourself first before others. I mean, that's kind of vague. Right. Have you ever been a bully? 
At times, yeah. And have you ever been bullied? Yes. You said that definitively, so you know what that means. So when you bullied somebody, what what were you doing? It, it really was making myself feel better than them. Well, you're nicer than I am because I I would be trying to demean them. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, I mean, I, I mean yeah. you just said it nicer. But but that's what I would be trying to do is, is yeah. trying to – I mean, I think what a bully does, uh, Jeff and Jason, is look at somebody and say, you're dirt, and I'm going to show you your dirt. Yeah. And you I know? Think, and that's so true. And I think sometimes we even do it because we're so comfortable in doing it without even realizing it. Right. You know, for instance, like sarcasm. I think sarcasm is one of the big, biggest ways that we can bully. Yeah. You know, because we – in my mind, I think I'm joking – but I think I think truthfully behind sarcasm, there's always truth, yeah. you know, and so that that adds to bullying did, as well. Did you ever see somebody just coil up? I mean, they're they're part of a conversation. All of a sudden, they're just dead quiet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That happened because they got bullied right there. Yeah. There's words that came out of somebody's mouth, and and they went into a, I'm not saying a word now. Yeah. Because there are young people that are growing up in homes, where. They're not allowed to have opinions, and, they're, and, and what happens is the loudest, the most powerful voice wins, yeah. and, and there's, there's words that are expressed in ways that are not only demeaning, but it's almost as if they have to keep their power by getting louder, getting more angry, and the only way to make it through that is to be quiet. Mm. And so they've learned that, and that's one of those mechanisms. When I see a young person just get quiet all of a sudden, it's like, you know what? I wonder what I just said or did because there's triggers there. Yeah. And, and that's, I think, the difference is we should be noticing when somebody coils back like that because do you think that all bullying is intentional? No. I don't think, I don't think so. so. But I, I think bullying, though, there's a component to bullying that is intentionally about intimidating or manipulating someone to do whatever it is that you want them to do. Right. Now, now that's a very important statement, Jeff, actually. I, I think what I, what I want to kind of wrap up in this segment, if we can get our hands around it, is there, there is a difference between intentionally bullying somebody and non-intentionally bullying somebody. And you need to know if you're not intentionally doing it because you don't mean it. The intentional one, I tell you, the, they're the evilest people in the world right. because, because they will go after somebody and say, I just want to hurt this person. You could do it with words or with a club or with a gun, I guess. I mean, th- those are things that are just intentional. And, and that person is a, is a real hard one to work with because they have intentionality behind their, their words. But in most cases, I think it's what you were saying, Jason. It's people who are saying or thinking, I just need to elevate myself. And so I need to step on this person. And they don't really want to hurt that person necessarily, but they want to elevate themselves so badly. Yeah. And, and Jeff, you said a word there that really, that really stuck. You said manipulation. And I think that that really is at the core of bullying. Cause even people who intentionally do it or unintentionally do it, it's all about the perception of yourself. You know, you want to be in control. And so you're willing to say things or do things to make sure that your world is the world that's going to be in control. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're shutting people up. Right. Basically. But, and you know, it's interesting. You think if you shut them up that you win, that, that yeah. so for some reason you're right. When you're not necessarily, it's kind of like a, like King Nebuchadnezzar in the Old Testament. If you didn't pay, if you didn't do what he wanted, he'd kill you. Yeah. And, and that, that didn't make him right. You know, I mean, it's like talking about intimidation. Yeah. But, but that didn't make a king right yeah. in that sense. And that stuff still happens today, not necessarily with politicians or with the powers that are here in America, but you'll see that overseas where people will, you know, if they don't do something or even just based on the color of their skin, based on their religion, their, 
you know, maybe their deeply held beliefs. Um, there's so much, there's so much violence that it happens and it's, that is a part of bullying too, but bullying doesn't have to be so overt. It doesn't have to be so violent. Bullying can just be, you know, even when we talk with people like Tara Kay who work with human trafficking, there's a, there's a part of bullying that in some way it makes the person who is vulnerable, who is being bullied, almost believe that either they, they deserve it or that they actually want to do what it is that person is asking them to do or trying to force them to do. Like that, bullying is such a psychological form of warfare. It's very interesting today how it happens. And when you talk to parents of teenagers who are probably out there shaking their heads, bullying is taking a lot of different, a lot of different forms today, especially with technology and, and how we actually express mm-hmm. words. It's not always just verbally. It's it's sometimes through the nice pixels on a screen, on a smartphone, or well, you know, on a social media site. I mean, bullying in words. Are, this is something that's so layered. How, how do we how do we dif- differentiate though between someone who's being a bully and someone who's being honest with you about something? Mm. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking in sports now. Okay, I played football in college, hockey in, in college. I do something wrong on the field. The coach grabs me by the face mask and says, "Don't do that again. That's wrong. That's not right to do." Is that is that bullying at that point? Or is that, when I was in college, I wouldn't have considered that bullying. I would have considered that he's a coach, I did something wrong, we all have our emotions up high right now, and yes, I did something wrong, I need to not do that again. But others could really shrink from that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It, so is context, it, does bullying happen in a context? You know, I think it does, you know, because as we're defining it too, like I, I just think even as I as I'm, I discipline my son, outside of the context of that, you might be like, wow, you're bullying your son, but it's it's not that, it's it's equipping him and training him because at the moment he's not old enough to know what's best for him. Yeah, we're going to have to keep going on the context thing because I think that's important uh, to try and establish because first I think we're talking about you may be bullying and not even know it. And secondly, there's a context to conversations where we can't allow people to get so politically correct that we can't talk to them honestly. Yeah. There's got to be some balance in this. I hope there's a balance to it, but there is such an issue today with the words that we speak and how we use them. And, and even, you know, when you, when it comes to coaching, there, there are positive ways to coaching and there are negative ways to coaching. And so I want to talk about that when we come back here on the show. You can connect with our live coaches 24-7 on our website, hopenet360.com. Just click on the crisis chat line link there on our homepage, and this conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. We're connecting parents with their teens in real conversations that save lives. HopeNet Radio on Q90FM. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. We have show notes for tonight's episode on our website, HopeNet360.com. Also, this week, as you're listening to the show and listening probably on the podcast, make sure to leave us a review. You do that through whatever service you use on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio. We'd love to hear from you about the show and what you think of the show. So, Jeff, DW, we got Jason in studio. And guys, wow, what a deep conversation this has become, talking about the words that we use and just how important. Dave, you, you kind of brought up the example of coaching and you know, if we can actually further define what bullying looks like, because you know, you're saying there's someone that would challenge you, you know, on a play that you made and you messed up and they got in your face and were like, I don't do that again. And uh, so is that bullying or, you know, is there a different variety of it? It just being a negative yep. discussion or a negative gesture? That, that's why we need to talk about it, because honestly, if it can become politically correct where nobody can say anything to anybody. You know that there's places where they're making conflict free zones. 
right now? Yes. Where if somebody is saying things that are bothering you, you can go to this place and nobody in that zone is allowed to say anything to challenge you about anything. What? It's in colleges they're doing that, where they're really? making like a lounge and it's a, it's a conflict. What do they call it? Do you know, Jeff? I forget. But it's, it's kind of like a conflict free zone where you're not supposed to get your feelings hurt i guess it's got the notion of being a safe space quote unquote, safe, safe space, space or something yeah safe zone so that you're at a place now where where you can't get your feelings hurt and i'm oh. sitting there thinking really this is like the worst idea i think in the world by the way because what we're doing is taking the marketplace of ideas and we're saying there are places where they're not welcome i'm not saying that every way that everything is expressed is is appropriate but I am saying that it, this nation that we have, we have freedom of speech, and there's a marketplace of ideas. And we need to be able to talk about the differences in our lives without calling it bullying. I mean, we need to be able to do that. The example we gave in the last segment was a coach. So a coach, you give permission to uh, almost yell at you. I mean, you almost do that. But a coach, a smart coach, also understands the personality of his players and knows that this player, I just need to look at and say, don't do it that way. You know, this player, I need to grab him by the face mask and talk to him in a louder voice because that's who this player is. Sometimes what we have to understand is why is the person telling us something? So, so let's say, Jason, I'm, I'm concerned for you spiritually and I'm, I'm mentoring you. I'm working with you. Yep. How do I tell you that you're doing something wrong if you consider that then I'm going after you and want to beat you up? For me, at least, in that context, it'd be all about the conversation. Okay, and it would also be about a relationship that's been established. Exactly, exactly. So so you have a way to go back and, and know that I care about you, so the words carry different meaning. Yeah. So in some cases, the bullying part comes from more strangers than it does people you know well, mm. I would think. Because people yeah. you know well and you allow in your life... You've allowed them in your life, unless you've been manipulated and you don't even know you're being bullied, which some people yeah. live that way. But it is interesting. I think that as you have a relationship with somebody, you know, uh, you know, Jeff, you and I have gone, how, how many episodes have we been together now on this? Well, this is gig? 141, so quite a few. So, and, and we would tend to know each other well, and we could sit down and have a discussion on just about anything, mm -hmm. I would think. And there are times where we laugh at each other, shake our heads and that kind of, you know, once you know somebody... You know the lines that you need because the goal is, and, and you know I've said this both to you and Jason, my goal is that you and Jason are successful in life. It isn't to hurt you. And so I need to watch and understand you and how you respond to things and be careful how I speak so that I don't say something that would destroy you. Hmm. And because words can do that. They can build or they can destroy. And it is my responsibility as an older guy, to make sure I don't destroy. Now, if that happens, I need to, to realign what I'm thinking and say it in a different way because the goal is always to have you built up and not torn apart. Yeah, you know, there's a lot that the Bible says about it, too. And I want to bring up one of the passages that I read this week was in John 6. And Jesus is speaking. This is the one that just kind of stood out to me this week in preparation for the show, even. Um, I've just begun to look at even how the Bible addresses words, because in reality, this is probably a huge, huge issue right now in schools among teenagers, really any age group, to be honest. I mean, everybody deals with bullying on some level, uh, bullying being doing something intentional that is manipulative or in a way that serves a person and, and doesn't consider the value of that person as being the same worth as you see yourself. 
Um, but John six thirty three says, it is a spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all. The words that I have spoken, the words that Jesus has spoken to you are spirit and they are life. And I just thought it was interesting. The words that Jesus uses, every word that he used was meant to influence the spirit, to bring alive the spirit of God within a person, but to also give life. And words, I've found, Dave, words in my years, my short years on this earth, words are very powerful. And whether it's a coach, I mean, there were some things that my coach said that later he would come back and apologize because really in his heart, he had said something that in the moment he was like, yeah, I mean, I was I was frustrated with what was happening on the team and I took it out on you. So even coaches aren't necessarily perfect. Right. And, and that can kind of be a difficult line to cross too. But ourselves, us as human beings, we're going to get frustrated. We're going to, maybe we say things when we're hungry. Let's just look at some of the, the real basic necessities of life. If you don't have clothes, you don't have food, you don't have shelter, you're probably going to say something to manipulate somebody else because you want to get your basic needs met. Now, there are some of us that manipulate people because we want their shoes. We want their music. We want whatever they have. We, we're jealous of them. And so we'll say things that intentionally blast them. Right. And so this, this whole issue of bullying, it really comes down to it's, it's got to be an intent thing. It's got to be my intent for that person is to harm them, to make them feel insecure, um, or just do something that you know, just serves my needs and, and myself. Or to be insensitive to them. I mean, it may not be that you're doing that on purpose. You yeah. really might just be insensitive to the person and how they're hearing you. You know, one of the mistakes we make is thinking that only I can be successful. And in order to do that, everyone around me has to be less successful than me. And that's not the biblical teaching. It really isn't. The biblical teaching, if you become a believer, you put your trust in Jesus Christ. And if that doesn't make sense to you, what I just said, go to HopeNet360.com and talk to a life coach about Say, hey, he's talking about actually uh, becoming one who's in God's family and a Christian. What does that mean? And, and go ask him that. But, but the bottom line is, once you become a Christian, you become a part of the body. Now, when you think of that illustration... I want every part of my body to be successful so that the whole body is successful. Mm -hmm. So my fingers, my toes, my knees, my ears, I want them all successful. What bullying does is say, no, man, I, the fingers, they don't need to be successful. And the, uh, the only thing that needs to be successful is the elbow because that's what I am. And now we get into big trouble because what we're doing is assuming something that's not correct. It's not one person that is successful. It's the body. So we work at making everybody successful around us. And if that's the mentality, bullying goes away. All right. You can connect with us right now on Twitter. The tweet back is live right now. Just go to Twitter.com. Use the hashtag HNRTV. And this conversation will continue in the second half of HopeNet Radio. Feel like nobody cares? We do. HopeNet360.com has an online crisis chat line powered by Groundwire. A live coach is available to talk right now at HopeNet360.com. Got questions about life? Everyone should have the chance to explore why we're all here, ask questions, and share their point of view. That's why there's Alpha. Alpha is a series of sessions exploring the Christian faith. Each session looks at a different question around faith and is designed to create conversation. No two Alphas look the same, but generally they have three key things in common food, a talk, and good conversation. New alphas are starting soon. Visit alpha.org slash try to find an alpha course happening near you. It's HopeNet Radio. You can talk with a live spiritual coach anytime at HopeNet360.com. Now, here are the hosts of HopeNet Radio, Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome to the second half of HopeNet Radio. Glad that you've joined us this week on the show. 
you miss any part of this conversation, do go back and subscribe to the HopeNet Radio podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Just check out HopeNet360.com slash podcast. And you can download past episodes. You can share them with your friends. We'd hope that you would do that. And also on our website, you will find show notes for each episode. So if you do listen on one of these different platforms, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, if you go to our website, you can actually find show notes that go right along with the conversation we have this week. And you'll find some videos, you'll find some links, different stuff we talk about on the show, maybe some passages to go back and read through. So do check that out. All of the information is on our website at hopenet 360 com. Jeff, DW, we've got Jason in studio tonight here on the show. Very intriguing conversation. Very, uh, I think it's a very important conversation to have as we're talking about maybe the greater issue being bullying, but our showdown series talking about the words that we use. Every single one of us, we use probably, I think guys, maybe myself included, we use about 10,000 words, roughly that. But women use up to three times as many words as guys do during the day. And I can't believe, I know I'm human and I've messed this up. I've at least said one phrase or thing that I later did not wish that I'd said. And I've done that. I've messed this up. And and I think every one of us has been in that spot where we've used words that were not life-giving. They were more defeating or maybe derogatory or they were meant to offend somebody or belittle somebody else. So the words that we use are really powerful. And we don't always think about how powerful our words are, do we, Dave? You know, we don't. And you know, the Bible makes it clear. Here's, here's one thing that I would encourage our listeners to do. We often look at other people and their issues, but we can't solve the problem of bullying by doing that. Mm. We need to look at ourselves. We will do things either intentionally or unintentionally to try and step on other people. We try and use other people for our mm. own benefit. No matter how, how that looks, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. And if you're a parent, you really understand that. If I said to you, Jason, or you, Jeff, I want to use your kids for my benefit. Mm-hmm. No. That would kind of tick you off. Yeah. You know, wouldn't it? So, but that's what it is. You're using other people to somehow show a light on yourself. Right. So if you're doing that, you really need to talk to somebody because it's not going to end up well with you and, and, and things won't go well. And that's what we want to expose is, is the real problem. And the real problem is I'm all about me. I want the whole universe to revolve around me, and I'm, I'm going to talk in a way that reflects that, and anybody who gets in my way will be talked about in a demeaning way. So that's number one. And if you don't think so, in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus says, For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of the good treasure brings forth good, and the evil person out of the evil treasure brings forth evil. I tell you, on the day of judgment, people give an account for every careless word they speak. I mean, this is Jesus talking, saying, your, your words are very powerful. And you may think that they don't mean anything at this point, but every careless word, in other words, every word you haven't even thought about that can go and, and Satan can use that or, or, or hurt somebody, you're going to be held accountable for. I, I've been so convicted of this as, as I've gotten older. Many, not in this environment, but many have thought, well, you sure got quiet as you got older. Mm-hmm. If you see me not in this environment, I usually am not that noisy. And and the reason is, is because I understand that in my position and with what I do in life, my words carry too much weight. Yeah. So I'm very careful what I say in public because they carry too much weight. Even the absence of my words carry too much weight. Mm -hmm. So if somebody asks you something and you just nod and don't say anything, they say, well, Dave must be for this too because he didn't say he was against it. Mm -hmm. That's what I have to, and all of us need to understand, is that our words actually carry weight. Mm -hmm. You guys, if you go home and say something tonight, those who love you and depend on you, your wives, your children, 
it's going to carry tremendous weight. You may think, well, it was a minor thing that I said or whatever else. No, your words carry weight. And they carry a tremendous amount of weight to other people that are in your life, that are in a relationship with you, and you need to be careful about how you use them. I'll give you an example. The other day, as I teach at the Nicolay Bible Institute, one of the things I really try and do is understand my students so that there are some introverts in my class, and I do not want to call on them or put them on the spot. Because I have found through the years that when I do that, they are not listening to the class lesson anymore. They are just hoping and praying and wishing I don't call on them. And so they're missing the lesson. So I make it clear from the beginning that I don't do that. Well, there was a girl sitting in the front seat, and I started to get to know her somewhat, and I did call on her during the class. And I thought, hmm, mistake. So after the class, I I went to her and I said, I used her name and said, you know, I'm sorry, I, I really messed up on that one. I didn't mean to call on you and put you on the spot like that. And she looked at me and she said, it's okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. And I said, okay, thank you. I, what I was trying to do is be sensitive to the fact of how they thought, not how Dave thought. Right. Because when I, when I just think about how Dave thought things, I can be bullying people. And teachers can bully people. Yeah. I mean, they can put them on the spot and just embarrass them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not the goal of teachers. No, I think it's really true what you're saying, Dave. Because even, even just thinking about our everyday life and how we communicate with people, It's trying to put yourself in their shoes. And I think that's the important thing because like you said, sometimes we're speaking from our own worldview, you know, and the way that we function and we expect everybody to function and understand in the same way, but it's not always the case. And you even gave the example of introverts versus extroverts and all that and how you might not even be intentionally bullying somebody, but you're bullying them, you know, or even, even with conflict resolution, if we have, have a disagreement with somebody, oftentimes we lean on the side of, you need to understand my way as opposed to just dialoguing and saying, help me understand, right. you know, and, and that's where we miss it. And in the process, we might unintentionally be billing. Words carry so much power. Um, and the way that we use our words can encourage somebody or push somebody far away into a spot that, that just turns them away from God. Well, you know, we have a 50th anniversary coming up. And one of the things I, I talked to our committee about is I don't want any roast or sarcasm. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And the reason is, is my experience through the years tells me that when you get together and roast somebody, what you're doing is using a lot of sarcasm and a lot of things. And you're, you're actually making fun of that person. Mm-hmm. You're not admiring the person. And somehow we've made that acceptable in our culture. I've seen it happen where people have been very hurt. Family members have been hurt. Mm-hmm. My wife has been hurt when, when people got and they're just joking about something. And she's been hurt yeah. by that. So you have to be careful of your words, that your words always are something that's going to use to love God or obey God and love others, which means help them be the best they can be. And that's a very simple rule. Yeah. And then the final part that we'll get to as we wrap up the show tonight is that our words and our actions should match up. If we say that we're Christ followers, but our words that we use don't really align with that, that's going to create some conflict. And I think it damages our, I don't think it is, I think it, I know it does damage our character and our reputation more than sometimes even the stuff that we do. What we say is really important, and we have to align that with what we do. And we got to be careful if we're going to be a witness for Jesus. We got to work on that. We got to work that out and begin to think about that. What does that look like in my life? Am I saying things that are really hurting people? Am I not even considering how other people hear me and the words that I say? Because um, the other side of it, Dave, is that you would say, "Well, you just need to get thicker skin. You know, you should just you should just man up." That sort of thing. And 
I can't say that necessarily is a great strategy for you know, handling bullies or just rationalizing this away. And we can't just be on the, the sidelines and say, well, they're just going to get thicker skin because of it. Yeah, it might be true, but they're going to carry some wounds through the rest of their life if we don't address some of those things. So we'll talk about this when we come back here on the show. Check out the show notes at HopeNet360.com. This conversation will continue on HopeNet Radio. If you're going through something tonight, a live coach is waiting to talk to you at HopeNet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Feel free to email the show, hope at HopeNet360.com. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to HopeNet Radio. Jeff, DW, I'm sitting down tonight with special guest. I have Jason Cott in the studio tonight from the National Network of Youth Ministries. Kind of my boss in that regard. Some of you guys know I am the state coordinator for the National Network of Youth Ministries across Wisconsin. And Jason helps to resource networks across really the Midwest, a lot of Midwest states. So Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. And uh, I would not say that I'm your boss. We're definitely co-partners in this venture. So yeah. it's great working with you. Really, the National Network of Youth Ministries, our region covers a six-state area. Wisconsin, Minnesota, North South Dakota, Iowa, and Nebraska. We have a, a lot of territory, but actually it's one of the smallest in population of all the United States. One of the neat things that we get to be a part of really in this season seems to be this growing movement of student-led prayer movement that's happening it's happening across the country, but especially here in Northeast Wisconsin, there's a growing number of students that are just saying, you know, this whole Christian thing, the faith thing, it's, you know, it's cool, but there's got to be more to it. That's right. Yeah. And, and it's really cool to see some of this stuff coming together and happening with students praying for their schools. What are you seeing in Northeast Wisconsin? Well, one of the things that we're seeing is students claiming their campus through the Claim Your Campus app. What they're doing is getting together with just pulling one or two other students next to them and saying, hey, let's start praying for our school just to see what God can do through us through prayer. Prayer equals change. And I believe that when we start to see more and more students praying and looking for ways that they can be a light on their campus, we're going to see some real good transformation, and God will be faithful to honor their prayers. And so this is an app that students can download on their smartphone? They can download it on their smartphone, either on their iPhone store, or they can do it on Android as well. So they've got them for both. So students go, they download it, and there's what in the app? Okay, yeah, that's a great question. There's They download that app, and then they're able to actually look and find their school on the app, and then they can take a day. If there are no days at all taken, they, they just click like, oh, look, there's Monday doesn't have anybody. I'll take Monday. So they click on Monday. They claim that day for prayer. Or maybe they're looking and they, they have to do it on Tuesday. And, oh, look, there's some other people doing it on Tuesday. They're able to join that group. Also within the app, they're able to, you know, do a devotional that takes them through. And, and what I love about this app is the fact that it actually teaches them to pray as they're doing it. So there's a Bible reading, there's scripture and prayer. It's also helping them to kind of lift their eyes up uh, from their own selves and say, God, you know, would you, would you be the Lord of the school? Would you bring about grace, peace, mercy, and justice to our school? Claim Your Campus app, a few of the things that they do is they talk about things like bullying. They talk about racial justice and maintaining a, a pure heart and, and all these things. And it's all right there on the app. 
most of us have heard about CU at the Pole, and Claim Your Campus really is like the next step. What do you do after CU at the Pole? Well, the best thing to do is find a way to keep prayer in the spotlight of your life, keep it the center of your life, even after CU at the Pole blows over. I mean, that's going to be coming up not too far from now, and we've got details in our show notes on CU at the Pole and when that is. But one thing that you're also a part of is this movement for adults to come and support this really awesome, amazing student-led prayer movement. Can yeah. you tell us about Footprints on Campus? Yeah, I'd love to. It's it's Footprints on Campus is a great opportunity for adults to come alongside students and, and pray. They don't pray with them, right? They don't. It's not a way for adults to take over or anything like that. It's a way that we can just individually, on our own, in quiet, not draw attention to ourselves, but just go onto the campus quietly pray for the students, for the teachers, for the administration, lift it all up in prayer. When we start to do that, I believe our heart focus changes once we get on campus. Yeah. So how can people find out information on all of these things? Well, you can visit our Facebook page, which is Footprints on Campus. Search for Footprints on Campus and then just join the group. It's really easy to do. And it's kind of a fun community, too, because you have people from across the nation, really, getting on campus, taking pictures of their just take a picture of their feet on the campus. They post it there, and it's just a great encouragement to see all these people from across America putting their footprints on campus. And your website, nnymnorthcentral.net, and we'll link that into our show notes tonight. That's right. At hopenet360.com. Stay tuned. This conversation will continue here on HopeNet Radio. Love HopeNet Radio? Stay in contact all week long at hopenet360.com. This is HopeNet Radio. Connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Hashtag HNR. Now, back to Jeff and Dave. Hey, welcome back to the show. Check out the show notes at HopeNet360.com. Jeff DW, we've got Jason in studio with us. Wrapping up the conversation, guys, we have to begin to really look internally at the words that we use. Because words, words are, like you said, Dave, they're tools. And we can use words, we can use big words, we can use small words, we can use college level words, and then we can use, you know, fifth grade words. Words themselves don't really have a lot to them, but there's meaning behind them. And it definitely shows intent. And one of the passages that you brought up, Dave, uh, was in Matthew 12. Talk a little bit, if you could, about, I like how Jesus said that they will justify you. And then what else did, did he say that words would do? And they'll also condemn you. Once again, we weren't put on this planet. We weren't made to make the world revolve around us. And when we do that, I promise you that you will be spreading misery, both to the others around you and yourself. And that's because you're living outside the context of how you were made. Your words need to be words that actually will help somebody else get better. Now, here's, here's what's interesting. Words are how we communicate things. So, you know, we're trying to communicate something. So if I'm talking, Jason, if I'm talking to you or Jeff, I'm talking to you and, and, and I'm saying something, but you don't get it. Am I now okay because I've said it even though you didn't get it? No. See, it's my job to say it in a way where you get it, correct? Oh, absolutely. So with both of your children, when you guys talk to your kids, can you just say something, use big words and say, well, I told them. <laughs> and, and do you think that that works? No. No, no. see, it's your responsibility to make sure that they understood it in the way that it's supposed to be understood, correct? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. So 
what happens a lot of times, and we forget that that's our, each of us need to take that responsibility first. What we're trying to do, I think, is, is solve the world's problems without changing ourselves. Wow. And, and that's not how you do it. You, you start, if there's a problem out there, if there's a problem in the world, then I need to make sure I'm not contributing to it. And, and that will solve the problem. Can you imagine if everybody felt that way and thought that way, that if there's a problem with bullying, then I need to understand it and not contribute to it. Now, if everybody did that, there would be no problem with bullying anymore. So I'm not encouraging people to go out and solve the problem of bullying. I'm encouraging people to watch the words they say, to love God and love each other. And again, we've gone back to a simple premise. And if you do that, then you will actually help change the world in which we live, at least your world. And, and yes, others will take advantage of you, no doubt. But, but realize, if somebody is, is saying something where they have to demean you in order to feel good about themselves, instead of getting angry with them, I would encourage you to get angry with their sin, and I would encourage you to pray for them while they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Because they need help. And, and that's what you have to see. So if somebody needs help and they're trying to attack you, it's not like you attacking them is going to make any difference and, and you even feeling bad about it. See, they're the ones that need help. And so you need to pray for them and consider how you might help them be the best they can be. And that will help start changing the, the environment around you. Yeah. You know, and, and if you are out there and, and you're being bullied, you know, and, and you're just in a, situ- a situation where you don't feel like you can get out of it, talk to somebody. Absolutely. You know, don't just sit, sit there and take it and think that, well, this is just the way that it's going to be. You know, you can do something about it, you know, and if you don't have somebody that, somebody to talk to, like, you know, whether it's a youth pastor or a friend that you can trust, you know, we'd love to talk to you. There's yep. live coaches that would help you and, and encourage you and help you get out of that funk, you know, because we don't want you to feel like you're helpless in, right. in a situation of being bullied. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's something that I think needs to be addressed. And especially if you don't feel like there's someone in your corner, I can guarantee you there's at least one person that can be in your corner. And for those who are a little bit older, a little bit more mature, and you can actually begin to see maybe you've been bullied in the past. And so you're someone that just recognizes when a situation is not right between two people. Don't be afraid to get involved. Don't be afraid to step in and be an advocate for that person, for that young person, or even an elder person. I mean, bullying bullying happens at all ages. And I think of our elderly population, that there are situations, there are things that happen on a manipulation level that are just, when you begin to hear the stories from these people that have been through what I would consider just some kind of manipulation, whether it's financial manipulation, uh, verbal manipulation, uh, man, it just, it wrenches your heart because you can't, you can't help but think, man, what if I would, would have known that? What I've, could I have just stepped in and done something to help them out? That's what I encourage all of us to do. Have those eyes and begin to listen for words and for verbal cues and, and to be involved. You know, whether it's your own kids, whether it's your neighbor's kids, you know, just being involved is such an important thing. Dave, we always talk about mentoring. And one thing that we can do as mentors is we can be involved. And we can actually have open conversations about this stuff. So right. if a young person was going to come to you, Dave, and, and they're saying, man, I so-and-so, I don't want to tell you this, but I don't know who else to talk about this with. This person is, I feel like they're bullying me, and I don't know what to do about it. How would you go about addressing that? You know, that's a, a large subject, and we've got just a few minutes left. And maybe we need to pick up on that in the future. But the bottom line really is is to understand, again, that the person that's doing the bullying is the one that's not doing well. And what you need to do is start understanding that sin is really bad and hate sin, and you need to pray for that person. I would love to change the word bullying to what Jason had said. We call it manipulating instead, because then you can understand what you're really doing. Just like I like to change the word love to commitment. Mm. 
mm. and so that we understand it because bullying is too foggy. But you understand if you're being manipulated or you're mani- manipulating somebody else. And, and so what I would encourage people to do if, if that's happening, if they're being bullied, is obviously start praying for the person, start hating sin. And then as an older guy, believe it or not, I would step in. I would look for ways to, to intervene. And, and that's what you want to do is find people who will step in on your behalf and intervene mm-hmm. who might be older and might be able to, to talk through the situation with somebody. By the way, you can't always win in a bullying situation. Mm-hmm. You can't always change everybody's heart. And that's why you need to understand at times, well, that's not right and they're not right and it's a sick situation. But you can't allow somebody else's sickness to destroy you because that's how they get their power. And that's just not true. They're, they're filling you full of lies. You're, if you are a Christian, you're part of the body, you're as an, an important part as they are, and you cannot buy the lies or you're going to be in trouble. I want to leave with just a verse from Proverbs 12, and it says this in verse 18. It says, There is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. Absolutely. Use your words this week to bring healing to somebody else. Be different. Maybe you're the only one in in the world to somebody who has said something that it has brought healing. We all can use our words to destroy somebody, to tear them down, to get our way or try to get our way at least when we think we're going to get our way. And you know what? That's someone who is weak. That is like Dave said, it's someone who is just not well. And whoever you are in that situation, whatever words you've been using, if tonight you want to make a change, I would encourage you, go and chat with one of our live coaches. Just be honest, be brutal, be real, and just share about some of the struggles that you even have just controlling your tongue. I guarantee when you start that conversation, it's at least admitting that I have a problem. And from there, you can actually help to work through some of the challenges and difficulties that you have of controlling what is called one of the most difficult parts of the body to control in the book of James. It's your tongue. So I encourage you with that this week. That is all for us here on HopeNet Radio. You can find this and past episodes on our podcast. Just go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. It's all free. That's at HopeNet360.com slash podcast. Our live Twitter chat, the tweet back is going 24-7 at HopeNet360.com or by using the hashtag HNRTV. You can also follow HopeNet360 on social media. Check out HopeNet360.com slash connect. From all of us here on HopeNet Radio, make each conversation count this week. You could save a life. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Later. 